0: Hello, this is Joanne.
1: Hi, this is Monica.
0: Okay, uh, Monica, uh, I think we have actually gone to recording. So uh, they just told me recording started. So what I would like to do is give a brief introduction of the, the goal of the women's uh, our series uh, and talk about what you do. And I know Bonnie, I believe, will be joining us so okay. good morning everybody or good afternoon wherever you are in this great nation or good evening to you are in the world because what well, we're doing this, this is going for Having a really good time hearing what you. What want to understand, uh, and I, is that. Our voices have been heard, but often muted or distorted. Our issues are often discounted, and yet they are human issues. or the issues that we are concerned about as women, are issues that impact all men, women, and children. So, our women's voices here and not speak silent no more. Is a project of the Pennsylvania Women's Hall of Achievement. And it's also uh, the people that we will be interviewing, some of them are part of this trip. Women's voices here in the state. Last year we introduced the 2019 calendar and we're honoring women's castles that his voice, his actions, his courage made a difference in the world today. And uh, our 2020 calendar, Features women like that, and one of the women who speak featured in this calendar, upcoming calendar 2020, which will debut on August 28, 2019, at the Breakfast Rivers Club at our 11th annual breakfast at the Rivers Club celebrating the passage of the 19th Amendment, is our special guest Monica Ruiz, who is
1: executive
0: director. Um, and I'm putting up. I am recovering from a minor stroke, which I impacted not Just a bit. Okay. Well, correct me, Monica, if I've done anything wrong.
1: I. The only thing is that you keep going in and out, so it's very hard to hear you.
0: Okay. Well, let's um let's talk about your organization. Uh,
1: what you are doing with your organization. So, yes, I work at Casa San Jose and we're a nonprofit organization and we work uh, primarily with immigrants from Mexico, Central and South America. I am the executive director here. Uh, I started at Casa San Jose as an intern and then um, started working as a service coordinator then Became the organizer and now I'm the executive director.
0: Well, how long have you been with the uh, process? I have to say?
1: Five years.
0: Okay, so you serve as an intern. As I'm um, taking a look at your bio,
1: you are originally
0: from Cleveland, which um, am. I'm sure you have gotten plenty <laughs> of teasing because
1: <laughs> Cleveland
0: is the Pittsburgh. Uh, Emphasis as far as football.
1: <laughs> I don't normally tell people I'm from Cleveland. I just say I'm from Ohio because I learned very quickly about that.
0: Right, I think uh Not rational on that. The, um, uh,
1: and you went to school here in
0: Pittsburgh. Would you explain your background?
1: Sure. I went to school at the University of Pittsburgh. I received my bachelor's degree in social work, and I also received my master's degree in social work at the University of Pittsburgh as well.
0: So you have been here in the region for a while.
1: I've been here for 12 years.
0: Right. So you've
1: gotten to experience the... I'm sorry, what? Uh, Up until the
0: Oh. And uh, you've, you've seen us blossom as our city has uh, brought itself back and is, uh, is working. as a health center, a global center. We are also working I'm at sorry, uh, technology. You can't hear? Okay. I'm not sure what's going on, folks, because I can hear you well. Can you hear me better now? Yes. Okay. Uh, this is the great thing about uh Talks you in our, our mobile communication. Sometimes it really creates a problem. All right. So let's, you have been involved well, and um, you have experienced lots of good things about
1: Pittsburgh. And is that one of the things that motivated you to come uh, forward? Again, I can't hear you again.
0: Uh, no. Let me see what we can do here, folks. All right, is that better? Yes, okay, okay. I just found a another button to push on the screen
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, we, and, and this is monica's um uh. <laughs> Well, anybody who listens to me on Empress of Biz knows that I'm very good at getting people money. I'm very good at solving business problems. But as far as it comes to technology, <laughs> if I don't have a producer, which I don't know where she went, but uh, she's hiding from me today, uh, I, I often create problems. So uh, you can probably do.
1: <laughs> it.
0: It goes with what it was. But um. You've been in here in Pittsburgh for now 12 years. And one of the issues that, um, I know you've had good experiences and I know you've had negative experiences, as many people in this country are having right now. And what motivated you to become involved with uh, Casa San Jose?
1: Yeah, so um, I come from a city that's very diverse And when I first moved here, I realized that Pittsburgh is not diverse. And I also realized quickly that there were not services in place for Latinos. And that's the population that I worked with uh, before moving here. And I thought to myself, if we don't start to do something now, problems are going to be very, very serious very, very quickly. Because there's absolutely nothing, you know, if you do not speak English it is very difficult. Well, it's difficult to navigate Pittsburgh, period, right? But it's uh, extremely difficult if you don't speak English. And so one of the things that I learned early on is that uh, systems and structures have to change if we want to be a- accommodating to uh, the newly arrived uh, immigrants that are that are now moving to Pittsburgh. Why are people moving to Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh is actually pretty great, right? So there's lots of... Uh, Things developing here. There's jobs here, right? There's jobs in the construction industry and in the hospitality industry. If you look at our even our public school system, it's really not that bad. You can still buy a home fairly affordable with a yard and a great neighborhood. So you know, it's it's really appealing.
0: Yes, there are there are many assets. I live in the um, the Brookline area of Pittsburgh, which we. Are developing a rich diverse population we have a couple wonderful Mexican restaurants and um, we have um, also Mideastern uh, people have chosen to you know, join us start businesses so that um, I have found Brookline warm and open and it's not that we haven't had a couple issues but the community as a whole when an issue happens they do not accept it they you know we're we're growing and we're changing and what is so funny in one way when when a hundred years ago we had a large wave of immigrants who came in and they were coming over from mid european and they were i'm going to use the word quote unquote the foreigners and yet they've been assimilated a long time ago. they were going to work into the mills and and Um, That was the way into America, and that was, even though it was a tough life, um, it was a a way to have a much better living than they did over in Europe. And we go through these waves of, of people coming in and bringing their skills and their talents and their strengths to us. So what makes America great is that we do eventually assimilate people, but we go through this rough period. And um, I'm not particularly proud of us when we do that, but it seems that um, it takes people a while to get used to one another and to understand that, okay, because my dad was Italian. Well, for one time, Italians were not welcome. Um, And during World War II, when I was doing some research for a book for a client, uh, we know that Japanese Americans were um, interned. Uh, during World War II into special camps well I found out that um, it happened to Italian-Americans too not at the f- complete rate that it happened to um, our uh, Japanese friends but it over 11,000 American our uh, Italian-Americans were interned or put into prison just because because of our war with Italy so it changes but its it 's difficult and um hopefully we we are growing and learning what What are some of the the problems when people come and reg- that they have that they have to adjust to
1: well again um, you know the language is really, really hard you know um, learning a different language at any age is difficult. Uh, and then here, you know, we live in a city where, you know, for a long time there was only one Spanish-speaking pediatrician in the county. Oh. That is terrible, right? Um, for a long time, there was very minimal help at Pittsburgh Public Schools. So how do you register your kids into school when you don't speak the language? Um mm-hmm. and- anywhere at, like, um, trying to uh, get any kind of benefits. No one speaks Spanish, so it's really just difficult to navigate those things. And then, um, and then the culture, right, because you, Pittsburgh does pride itself on being a city of immigrants and all these wonderful things, but the immigrants, and like you said, you know, the different ways that have come have always been, like, that's the way we don't want until you're the wave that just came and then a new one's coming and then you don't want, you know, it's kind of like that ripple effect. But one of the things that might've been a little bit easier in the past is that regardless of where the immigrants were coming from, they could sort of blend in because of the color of their skin. Right. But for us, it's very different because we look very different. Right. You look at me and you know, I'm not Polish or I'm not Italian. Right. And, you know, this wanting for people to assimilate is just not something that we want either because I think, I think I'm pretty cool, right, the way that I am. I don't want to assimilate into something else, right? I can learn the culture. We can learn to live together. But I like that special uniqueness of me where I'm allowed to be who I am and not have to change just to please other people to have them accept me.
0: One of the, um, uh, you talked about the, the um, and I wanted to ask you, when I, was, I met you and you spoke at an um, event for the Greater Pittsburgh BTW, uh, Business and Professional Women, uh, one of the things that, um, uh, we, I think we got into the issue of health, and you said, you said at the time there was only one uh, pediatrician who is Spanish speaking? Has that changed?
1: Yeah. So uh, just recently, uh, there was I just met a pediatrician that moved here. I think from California. Um, she's not, you know, of Latino background, but she does speak Spanish. And that's the other thing is that you know cultural. What does that appear when it's cultural? Because the the first pediatrician that I was talking about, he is also Latino, right? He was born in a different country, and he understands the cultural differences. Uh, as well as speaking the language. Uh, This new person, um, I just met her. She seems absolutely amazing. Um, But, you know, I don't know how good her Spanish is, and I'm not quite sure how good her level of understanding the culture is. Do
0: you often – where are you located? Let's get that straight, sir, and how to contact you, because I I get talking and I forget to (laughs) ask.
1: Sure, we're in Beachview, 2116 Broadway Avenue. Uh, We're right on uh, Broadway Boulevard, right next to Slice Pizza. Um, And you can visit our website, which is www.casasanjose.org.
0: Would you spell that? I asked everybody to spell their Uh website.
1: C-A-S-A-S-A-N-J-O-S-E.org.
0: Okay, would you translate that to what that means in English, please.
1: Yeah, so we actually so our founder is Sister Janice Vanderneck, and Sister Janice is the sister of Saint Joseph. And so Saint Joseph is San Jose, right? Mm-hmm. In Spanish. So Casa is the home, right? Home of of Saint Joseph.
0: Okay. Home of Saint Joseph. That's a great name. When um And when was, uh, okay, this was founded by the Sisters of St. Joseph, correct?
1: By Sister Janice, which, yeah, we've always been an outreach of the Sisters of St. Joseph.
0: Uh, And would you explain a little bit about their order?
1: Sure. Um, Well, they uh, have uh, wonderful um, sisters. They are so... Passionate about the work that they do. We have three sisters of St. Joseph here. Sister Janice, our founder, uh, she works here. Um, Sister Valerie and Sister Karen. Their mother house is based out of Baden, uh, which is about 45 minutes from here. And Sister Janice has been doing this work uh, for well over 15 years. She's she's lived in the Amazon jungle. She's done all kinds of amazing work. And when she came back to the United States, she was just doing this basically out of a church. And at one point, she said, "I want something bigger. I want to be able to help more people." And so the Sisters of the of Saint Joseph stepped right up, and they said, "Okay, great. let You know, how can we support you?" And so for this entire time, they've helped us in many ways, including uh, helping us like with our finances and human resources. Uh, as of July 1st this year, we um, are now we are we now have the capacity to do that in in house. So um, even though we're no longer under their umbrella per se uh, I mean all of the love and support that they've given us you can absolutely feel it and see it once you come here
0: yeah it sounds like that uh, you admire um, sister a great deal uh, I do <laughs> when um as you were growing up who were your role models
1: oh so this is kind of tied to that so I went to a Catholic school growing up and um, I had a lot of uh, sisters, nuns that were my teachers and the principal. And to me, the way that they cared, genuinely cared about the students, about the families, um, to me was just, I thought that I would uh, become a sister at some point because I just had never seen people genuinely care so much about others that weren't related to them, right? Right. So there was that. And I also have um, my grandmother, who is a very strong, independent, loving, kind woman that I admire her so very, very much because she's the one who came to this country. And she is the one who fought so hard for us to have the education that we have. And um, she keeps pushing us to do more. So Mm -hmm. two strong influences in my life.
0: Okay, sounds like you've had some very good, strong uh, women who have been fabulous role models on how to um, on how to work with people and treat them and, and help them to succeed in life. One of the things that um, I always ask people is, "What do you like to read?"
1: <laughs> so um, I like to read things. So I, I don't know why, I just don't have like a like an imagination. So I can't get into books like Harry Potter and those types of things. I like to read history um, because I believe that that's kind of sets the, the platform to where we are today. I love to read anything with like the history of Latin America, the history with relationships uh, with the United States and Latin America and, and those things. So I'm an educational reader, not like a fantasy reader.
0: Okay, um, and around here at this office, and and uh, I have about I like to read anything that you know has type in it, <laughs> cereal box, whatever. I've got I've got five or six books on each floor, and I'm you know I move in and out of science fiction to history to biology to whatever. I think I confuse myself sometimes, but um, I'm an avid reader. Uh, One of the things that um, you are being featured in the Women's Voices Hear Them Speak 2020 calendar, and one of the reasons that uh, we are doing this is that women's history has been largely ignored. There are not here, uh, at least included in the curriculum, Uh, stories of women and their contributions from science to biology to being doctors to uh, owning construction companies and that and that's one of the things that uh, we are hoping to correct and have young people uh, and uh, recognize that uh, the history should not be forgotten and I need to ask you and your culture, has the, the history of women been more encouraged or is it somewhat similar to what we
1: have? It's very similar. You know, when you have women leading things and doing more, thinking outside the box, then they're problematic, right? Or they're radical or, they're, you know, there's these kind of negative words that are used towards women instead of like being innovative, like how they would describe men. So, so absolutely, it's the same thing.
0: Okay. So we're all on the mission of uh, how can we get our voices, our achievements, our accomplishments out so that our young women and young men and older men and women understand that we all bring tremendous value to to what's happening. I, I was just amazed when I, I saw the movie, or I didn't see the movie. I, I read the book. I mean, I got to read the book, you know. A number and what? My goodness! I mean, and they did that without computers, figuring out those calculations, and and not only having to do with the extremely difficult problem of just figuring out the mission and making sure that the astronauts are safe, and doing a uh, an amazing job with such limited um, technology at the time. But they also had to fight the bias against women. Being good in math, and let alone African American women. So here are these amazing, bright uh women, and what they contributed, and their story was so neglected for so long, and yet without their contributions, we wouldn't have a space shot. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there some women in in history that you admire, and you would like to hear their story? the um, broadcast more, told more.
1: Um, you know, there's folks like Dolores Huerta uh, from uh, in California, who did organizing. You know, she's still organizing. I think she's like um, in her late 80s, and she really worked to help organize farm workers. You know, people like that, um, Bertha Gazares, Gass- She uh, was an advocate in, I believe, I can't remember um and she was killed. Uh, mm. So um she was worried about the water that the people in Honduras uh were drinking that it was being polluted. You know, so like acts of courage, you know, people who are actually doing great work that don't maybe don't have um you know, 5 degrees or or you know, the educational background, but are doing work that is actually changing the world and the lives of people.
0: It is um, amazing what people don't often associate the word courage with women. And yet as um, uh, when I've been looking at uh, the women of the 2020 calendar and we see them, uh, so many of their actions uh, uh, it takes courage to stand up. It takes courage to say no. It takes courage to to uh, say, I'm going to do it another way, or why can't I do this? Uh, and often they uh, face a lot of uh, abuse. So the, the women who are joining you are women in the calendar who have made a tremendous difference. And often they don't think of themselves as courageous. They just think of themselves as doing a job, doing something that needs to be done. Uh, and I suspect that's um, one of the things you look at yourself as.
1: Yeah. I don't, you know, people say things like, you're such a leader, you're such a this, and you're I I don't think of it that way, right? I think of it like I do what has to be done, right? And mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's amazing. <laughs> you know,
1: the list we come up with what has to be
0: done, right?
1: <laughs> like, do the laundry and save the world. No. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what, I, what am I going to put for dinner tonight and exactly. how am I going to save the world? <laughs> Never had <sighs> <end. Not yet>. so
1: <laughs> No, not at all. <laughs>
0: This is amazing. That's going to be my new more, new quote. Save, uh, do the laundry and save the world. I love it. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, do you? Um, I wanted to ask you also about um, as we getting close to winding up our interview, and I, uh, like, what is the issues that you think that young women face today that they need to be active and to learn about
1: yeah i mean everything everything affects us in every single way and if we start to think that you know oh that's somebody else's issue it's never going to affect me that's the problem here like we have to unite on all fronts even if it's something that you think isn't going to affect you so Mm -hmm. You know, the time to sit back and think, oh, well, you know, oh, yeah, my neighbor has that problem. I'm going to let my neighbor work on that themselves. That's long and gone, right? Because we didn't get to where we are today, like with the way people think and people act and the things that people do, uh, you know, in the last four years or in the last 10 years. Like, this is integrated into people's thinking. And until we take a strong stance and say, okay, yeah. We have to unlearn all of these things, right? It's going to start with me and with everyone who I talk to and, and, and just really getting involved.
0: Um, what is your advice to young women
1: today? <laughs> use your voice and use it. And don't let anyone make you feel like you don't know or you're less than anything. Use your voice. That is one thing that you
0: have. Use it. Okay. And one of the um one of the things I want to add because you, you we have a quote from you from the calendar is that you know, your voice counts when you vote. Or your, you know you count when you vote, and that's very important. Uh, to get people out to vote. I mean and researching the the calendar for 2020 I was how long the battle was for women to get the vote and for African American friends um when we won the vote in 1920 if they were living in the south it was still very hard uh for them to exercise their right to vote until the civil rights acts in the 60s so it's a precious um it's a very precious right and yet um Unfortunately, we don't see people voting uh, and the numbers they have. Do you have a campaign that encourages people to vote?
1: Oh, we do. Um, so we do a lot of get out the vote work. Uh, we educate people on how to vote. We, um, this last election, we had even parties. So if you uh, voted, well, even if you didn't, uh, you could stop by our office. <laughs> and we had wonderful food, we had music, we did one here, we did one in Newcastle. It was really amazing, you know. So, like, it's something that you should be proud that you're doing, and it shouldn't be like, oh, man, I gotta, I'm going to be late to work because I've got to go run to this polling place and, you know, that kind of thing. It's a right. People died for us to be able to do this, right, and we should definitely take advantage of that because if not, then we end up with people who don't represent our values making decisions, and creating laws and policies that affect us.
0: Most definitely. Well, as we um, uh, get ready to wrap up, let's make sure you give your contact information for the uh, Casa San Jose. Uh, Again, please.
1: So it's, um, our address is 2116 Broadway Avenue, pittsburgh pennsylvania 15216 we're in beachview right on broadway avenue right next to slice you can visit our website which is www.casasanjose.org i'll spell it out c-a-s-a-s-a-n-j-o-s-e dot org Uh, you can follow us on facebook on instagram and on twitter
0: Okay, what is the con- telephone contact number?
1: 412-343-3111.
0: Okay, repeat that one again, please.
1: 412-343-3111.
0: And uh, just a brief review of the services you offer so that people understand more what you, you and your organization have done.
1: We offer um, uh, like direct services from teaching people how to ride the bus, registering kids in school, helping folks read their mail, to uh, we have youth programming for small children and older children. We, have, um, we provide legal resources for people that might be facing deportation, and we have a slew of uh, things that we do working directly with the community.
0: And I wanted to invite people to uh, come to the 11th Annual Breakfast at the Rivers Club by Celebrate and Share, where we are celebrating this year the 99th anniversary of the 19th Amendment. And next year it's going to be the 100th, but it's the 99th year and we are on countdown to the 100th. We are honoring not only uh, Monica Reyes, as one of our calendar stars. And you are May's calendar star, just so you you know that now. You the month of May is yours. So I expect a big party. Okay.
1: <laughs> so
0: and uh other women, um we will have the spirit of the nineteenth amendment honorees. And uh we have two of them, the honorable Pam Iavino, who is a state senator, and we have the Honorable Alice Paylor-Dais, who has been active in not only disabilities, but is currently uh, working with the Borough of Homestead as a tax collector. And yes, you do have to pay taxes, folks, (laughs) and she (laughs) And we have, a uh, on our panel, we'll have a discussion, and Monica, you also will be on the panel. And we are uh, excited. We will be introducing uh, all the women of the 2020 calendar, which includes not only Monica, but um, Elsie Hillman is one of the people in check. She's December's calendar star. Uh, Elsie was a um, great contributor to Pittsburgh and a woman who certainly worked for... um, the community, and worked for diversity in the community. We have um, Assistant um, County Police Chief Marita Bryant, who will be one of our honorees. We have a number of women. uh, Molly Rush, who um, is the co-founder of the Thomas Merton Center, uh, and she is an amazing and talk about courageous woman who has a story that she actually ended up in jail for her actions and protest against the vietnam war one of the uh mod- uh we have mary lou williams who was who's what's called the first lady of jazz an amazing woman and jazz pianist and singer and arranger who broke a lot of lines in and for women to come into music we have dr audrey morrell who is uh a education leader at the University of Pittsburgh, uh, Cecile Springer. Uh she rep- she is February's calendar store, star and she represents all of what black history is all about. And so we have just, just amazing women that that have made such an impact not only locally, but everything they do has a ripple and has um moved to our region and has, in one way or another, impacted the world. So we invite you to register uh, for the August 28th, 11th annual Celebrate and Share Breakfast at the Rivers Club. And you can do that. We have a Facebook page. But you can also call us at uh, the office, which the telephone number here is 412-440-6969. 412-440-6969. 412-440-6969. It's the Office of Celebrate and Share and the Pennsylvania Women's Hall of Achievement. And I'm Joanne Forrester. We also are on Eventbrite. So there's a lot of ways that you can register, and we invite you to come and meet and hear these amazing stories of these, these inspirational and courageous women who are, <laughs> as my friend today says, we're figuring out, okay, I have to do the wash and save the world all in the same day. This is what women are about. They, they do everything, and they do it well. Monica, thank you for sharing your time with us, and I look forward, and I'm hoping that you will have a great time on, on April or August 28th at our 11th annual Celebrate and Share Breakfast at the Rivers Club. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Yes. And folks, um, we will be interviewing more of the women of the uh, Women's Voices, Hear Them Speak calendar. In the meantime, you have a daughter. Bring her or a son or any other woman who needs to hear or be reminded of all the great things that women do. Or purchase a calendar. These, our history should not, cannot be forgotten. Thank you. And have a great and... um, Inspirational day, folks. Thank you, Monica. I look forward to seeing you on the 28th. Okay. Bye.
1: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>